I'm Morgan Tioka. This is the Challenge Her podcast. This is the Challenge Her podcast. Good morning, guys. It's Morgan Tioka here, the host of the Challenge Her podcast. I hope you guys are all going well. It's super nice to be out of lockdown and being able to get out and about with our friends. Isn't it funny? Just that social connection and being able to sit down and have those awesome conversations. Give someone a hug, go for a nice walk and go out for dinner with your friends and just see how each other is I think it's just we definitely take it for granted and I think lockdown's definitely sort of showing us how important those little moments are and those little relationships are so I hope you've all been able to get outside and go see your friends or go catch up with somebody because I've definitely missed it and I've absolutely loved it over the last uh, week just being able to go out for um, a morning coffee and sit down in a cafe or sit down for dinner it's just been so lovely Uh, This morning, I'd like to talk to you about social media. So a lot of people have listened to this YouTube video by Simon Sinek. Simon Sinek, he became famous from a TED Talk and he's a professor and does a lot of research around mental health. And he does an interview which has become very, very famous on social media and dopamine and how it affects us and why... The imbalance is causing so many mental health issues such as anxiety and depression in our young teenagers. And so what I'm going to do, I'm going to play the audio and then I want to have a bit of a discussion around it and hopefully you can all listen with me. That engagement with social media and our cell phones releases a chemical called dopamine. That's why when you get a text, it feels good. Right? So, you know, we've all had it where you're feeling a little bit down or feeling a bit lonely. And so you send out 10 texts to 10 friends, you know, hi, 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 hi. Because <laughs> it feels good when you get a response, right? right? It's why we count the likes. It's why we go back 10 times to see if, and if it's going, if our, my Instagram is growing slower, I would, I, I, did I do something wrong? Do they not like me anymore, right? The, the trauma for young kids to be unfriended, right? Because we know when you get it, you get a hit of dopamine, which feels good. It's why we like it. It's why we keep going back to it. Dopamine is the exact same chemical that makes us feel good when we smoke, when we drink, and when we gamble. In other words, it's highly, highly addictive, right? We have age restrictions on smoking, gambling, and uh, alcohol, and we have no age restrictions on social media and cell phones, which is the equivalent of opening up the liquor cabinet and saying to our teenagers, hey, by the way, this adolescence thing, if it gets you down. (laughs) But that's basically what's happening. That's basically what's happening, right? That's basically what happened. You have an entire generation that has access to an addictive, numbing chemical called dopamine through social media and cell phones as they're going through the high stress of adolescence. Why is this important? Almost every alcoholic discovered alcohol when they were teenagers. When we're very, very young, the only approval we need is the approval of our parents. And as we go through adolescence, we make this transition where we now need the approval of our peers. Very frustrating for our parents, very important for us. It allows us to acculturate outside of our immediate families into the broader tribe, right? It's a highly, highly stressful and anxious period of our lives, and we're supposed to learn to rely on our friends. Some people, quite by accident, discover alcohol and numbing effects of dopamine to help them cope with the stresses and anxieties of adolescence. 
Unfortunately, that becomes hardwired in their brains. And for the rest of their lives, when they suffer significant stress, they will not turn to a person, they will turn to the bottle. Social stress, financial stress, career stress, that's pretty much the primary reasons why an alcoholic drinks, right? What's happening is because we're allowing unfettered access to these dopamine producing devices and media, basically it's becoming hardwired. And what we're seeing is as they grow older, they, too many kids don't know how to form deep, meaningful relationships. Their words, not mine. They will admit that many of their friendships are superficial. They will admit that their friends, that they don't count on their friends, they don't rely on their friends, they have fun with their friends, but they also know that their friends will cancel on them if something better comes along. Deep, meaningful relationships are not there because they never practice the skill set, and worse, they don't have the coping mechanisms to deal with stress. So when significant stress starts to show up in their lives, they're not turning to a person, they're turning to a device, they're turning to social media, they're turning to these things which offer temporary relief. We know, the science is clear, we know that people who spend more time on Facebook suffer higher rates of depression than people who spend less time on Facebook, right? These things balanced. Alcohol is not bad, too much alcohol is bad. Gambling is fun, too much gambling is dangerous, right? There's nothing wrong with social media and cell phones. It's the imbalance, right? If you're sitting at dinner with your friends and you're texting somebody who's not there, that's a problem. That's an addiction. If you're sitting in a meeting with people you're supposed to be listening to and speaking and you put your phone on the table, face up or face down, I don't care, that sends a subconscious message to the room that you're, not just, you're just not that important to me right now, right? That's what happens. And the fact that you cannot put it away is because you are addicted, right? If you wake up and you check your phone before you say good morning to your girlfriend, boyfriend, or spouse, you have an addiction. And like all addiction, in time, it'll destroy relationships, it'll cost time, and it'll cost money, and it'll make your life worse. Right? So that goes for a little bit longer. It goes for about three or four more minutes. He sort of goes into a little bit more detail. But some of the clear things that resonated with me, and I hope for some of you they might resonate with you, is the, the actions of having your phone around you. So for me personally, I definitely have it as a numbing device. You know, if I want to procrastinate and avoid doing some hard activity or to show discipline, I tend to go to my phone. If I'm feeling lonely, I go to my phone. If I'm feeling like I need some type of pick-me-up or motivation or something to make me feel good, I tend to always go to social media and go to my phone. And so everything that he's saying completely resonates with me. And this is someone, you know, who I'm doing my personal development work and I'm trying to really focus on being a better person, but there's so many really key actions and behaviours that I show that are exactly what he's talking about. And being in the in a school system... The amount of students I see who are consistently checking their phones during the lunch breaks, like you'll see a group of eight to ten girls sitting down in a circle and there'll be no one saying anything and all it will be is them on their phones throughout that 20-minute lunch break. And so when he relates it back to the fact that our kids and our teenagers are not making deep, meaningful relationships, he has really hit the nail on the head there. I think for me also because it wasn't until I finally done personal development work that I'm finally realizing, okay, the people who I leave interactions with make me feel really good about myself, they make me feel strong, they support my endeavors and all my aspirations, they encourage me and they keep me accountable. Like that's a deep relationship because of that deep 
trust and that bond we've created so I can completely be myself around that person and they can completely hold me accountable for some of my actions so they're open and honest with me and I don't have a lot of those friends my circle has become a lot smaller over time because of you know the ability to see who are your marble jar friends and your close friends and noticing that this social media addiction and the dopamine hit is causing our students or our our young girls to not make the effort to create those deep and meaningful relationships and that was something that just I really took away so there's a few actions from that YouTube clip that's helped me that I'm working on I'm not you know I'm not doing it every single time because it's something I I have a habit and the habit's quite poor at times but I'm trying not to put my phone on the table um, I put my fa- phone on aeroplane mode or I put it in my bag when I'm having coffee with people. Uh, last night I went out for dinner with some of my friends and I put my phone in my bag and I turned it off and I just really put myself in that environment and I said to myself, you're going to give these people around you 100% of your attention and I wasn't worried about other things. I feel like when my phone's out, I'm actually thinking about all the other tasks I need to do so I'm not present in the moment. And last night was a key example. I gave them my time and I just had a wonderful time with my close friends who had made the effort to come and see me and spend time with me. And it's something that I'm not great at. It's a a habit I'm trying to break. So there's some clear behaviours I'm trying to change. So keeping my phone away and also my phone away by eight o'clock at night Um, it doesn't really help tonight because it's 8 p.m and I'm still in the studio but usually 8 p.m putting my phone on charge and trying to read a book finish uh, watching the you know a tv show with my roommate and just trying to give myself a bit of present time where I'm just really focusing on what's happening around me because otherwise I have a real bad tendency to overthink everything that's coming up or overthink things that have happened in the past that are maybe frustrating me or causing me stress. And as we know, when we start to think about things, they just like keep popping up because it's on our subconsciously, it's it's on our mind. So it's something that will constantly keep coming over and over and over again, popping up in your head. So it's really important that you are staying present. So for me... They're the key things I take away. I listen to a lot of Simon Sinek's stuff. He's got a podcast. Uh, The podcast is called A Little Bit of Optimism. It is on Spotify. I highly recommend it. Uh, I listen to it um, probably like once once a month. I don't get to it too often. But he's just definitely someone that gives you clear facts and clear understandings as to why things are not the way they seem and behaviors and actions we can implement in order to help overcome those bad habits anyway i hope you guys have a really great morning and i will talk to you soon You've been listening to the Challenge Her podcast with Morgan Tioka. Follow, rate and share to help empower and educate young women.